0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, King of our hearts, King of kings, Lord of lords, we honor you, we bless you, we glorify you, we give you thanks, Lord Jesus, for your real presence here, for wanting to be so close to us, for wanting to stay with us, for wanting to accompany us through our pilgrimage, through time. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for wanting to show us the Father, for wanting to reconcile us with the Father. We thank you, together with the Father, for pouring out the Holy Spirit into our hearts, which allows us to say with you, our Father, Abba, Daddy. So we thank you for the gift of divine adoption. We just celebrated your baptism yesterday. And because of your baptism, you made the waters of our baptism holy and effective, making us sons and daughters of our Father in the order of grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that great gift. And we pray for an increase tonight of that spirit of adoption so that we can all grow in our true identity as sons and daughters of God and as your friends, as joyful missionary disciples. Mother Mary, our Lady of Refuge, we crown you the Queen of our gathering here tonight as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, everyone. I want to read from Luke's Gospel tonight, a passage I'm sure most of you are pretty familiar with. Luke 15, the the parable of the prodigal son, or as it's entitled here, the loving father. And I hope that as I read this tonight and as we reflect on it together and pray with it, that our perspective can shift from the prodigal son to the loving father and that we can appreciate more how our father loves us. So I'm reading from the passion. Translation If it sounds a little different to you. Then Jesus said, Once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estate? So the father went ahead and distributed between the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry because there was a severe famine in that land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs, because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing, and he thought, There are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger? feeding these pigs, and eating their slop. I want to go back home to my father's house. And I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off for home. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar, and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted and said, Son, you're home now. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship and i will put it on his finger and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son let's prepare a great feast and celebrate for my beloved son was once dead but now he's alive once he was lost but now he is found and everyone celebrated with overflowing joy now the older son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. He called over one of the servants and asked, what's going on? The servant replied, it's your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, Father, listen, how many years have I worked like a slave for you, performing every duty you've asked as a faithful son? And I've never once disobeyed you, but you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Never once have you even given me a goat That I could feast on and celebrate with my friends, as this son of yours is doing now. Look at him. He comes back after wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. The father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. It's only right to rejoice and celebrate like this because your brother was once dead and gone, but now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he is found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Such a beautiful Gospel And it's a parable. Jesus is telling this parable. And he is giving us a glimpse of his own merciful heart, his own tender heart. Jesus, we thank you for your divine mercy. And there's a lot that could be said about this gospel, but let me just highlight a couple things for us tonight. Because... A part of our healing process involves this kind of homecoming. Let me say that again. A part of our healing process and growth and friendship with Jesus involves a kind of homecoming, just like the younger son experienced in the parable. What does that mean? Well, sin as was illustrated in the parable, is what distances us from God. It's what alienates us from God. The younger son wasted his inheritance. He, in a sense, renounced his own dignity through a life of sin. And he finally came to his senses and admitted that he was wrong. And on some level, we all have to do that. We've all sinned. And so part of our healing journey is admitting our own sin. That's a good first step. And asking forgiveness for our sins. Sometimes we might have a hard time with that. Because of of the way that we think of God or the way that we think of ourselves. So let tonight's parable and and let this reflection help you to renew your mind and open your heart to approaching Jesus' divine mercy. Because notice now how the Father, the loving Father, receives his Son. I'll read it again. The father interrupted the son who who was coming home and said, son, you're home now. Isn't that beautiful? Turning, and, and I should preface that even by saying, so the young son set off for home. This was his homecoming journey, beginning of his journey. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar And great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So, again, it's a parable, but what Jesus is trying to communicate to us through the parable is how he feels about us when we have even the slightest desire to repent and to come home to ask for forgiveness. He is filled with compassion. And he himself is always looking for us. It wasn't a coincidence that even though the son was still a long distance away, his father saw him coming. Not a coincidence. Meaning that God is always on the lookout for us. God is always wanting to know, where we're, to know where we are and, and to care for us. So then the father races out to meet him, sweeps him up in his arms, hugs him and kisses him over and over with tender love. This is how God receives us. Notice the father didn't yell at his son. Didn't call him names. Didn't shame him. Didn't ask what he was doing. He knew. He knew what was happening. Because he was loving his son. And wanting him back. And he could see. By the way his son was dressed. And the tone of his voice. That he was sincerely repentant. And wanted to come home. So. After the son admits that he was wrong, the father, and and, and the and the son is willing to accept just being a servant in the father's house. He realizes that, as I said, he in a sense forfeited his dignity. He renounced his dignity as a beloved son. But that wasn't good enough for the loving father. That's not good enough for our God. What does the father do? He turns to his servants and says, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. So the father is restoring his sonship. And that's what God does for us whenever we ask for his forgiveness, especially in the context of the sacrament of confession, reconciliation. I often tell people, God is not only forgiving you your sins here, but he's restoring your dignity as his beloved son, as his beloved daughter. He's restoring your dignity. He's reminding you of who you really are. Because when we sin, we become confused about who we are, about where we come from and where we're going. We become confused about the meaning and the purpose of our lives. We lose touch with reality, actually. When we sin, we lose touch With reality. Because God is the ultimate reality. And it's not that we lose touch completely and entirely. But we lose sense. A little bit of of who we are. Like I said. And where we're going. And where we come from. But the Lord when he forgives us. He restores that dignity to us. And he gives us clarity. He restores that love and that meaning of life. Now let's look at the older son for a minute. The older son was was upset that the father was being so good to his younger brother. Father, how could you do this? He wasted your money. His inheritance, it's gone. And you welcome him back? What gives? You've never celebrated like that. For me, you've never given me even a a kid goat to celebrate with with my friends. I've been faithful. I've followed all the rules. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. What does the father say to that? The father said, my son... You are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. So, notice that the younger son had alienated himself because of sin. And arguably, it was graver sin, and that's why he was farther away. But notice that even the older son is not in the house because of his own pride because of his his envy of his younger brother so he was sinning too and he was not in the father's house either he was not enjoying his father's love but the father went out to meet him too to plead with him The father accepts where we're at. The father knew that his older son was having a hard time. And so he went out to meet him too. That's a great thing for all of us to appreciate. That God meets us where we're at. God is a seeker. We all are seeking God in some ways. But God always seeks us out first just like the father in the garden after Adam and Eve sinned. They went hiding. God went looking for Adam and Eve. Where are you? Of course, he knew exactly where they were. But he wants us to know that he's looking out for us. He's seeking us out. In love. In love. And he meets us where we're at and he doesn't shame us. He doesn't condemn us. But he wants to remind us of who we really are. And he wants to show us who he really is. How good he is, truly. And he wants us to know how great is our dignity. And how much he loves us. How much affection he feels for us. How... He loves to be with us. How he delights in us. So, Lord Jesus, there's so much here. We thank you for this parable in which you show us your heart. You paint a picture for us of how you think and feel about your sons and daughters well the sons and daughters of the father your brothers and sisters so let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen come holy spirit we ask you heavenly father in the name of jesus for a fresh outpouring of the holy spirit to come upon us all here tonight Heavenly Father, you know where we're at. And you know that we all have parts of us, so to speak, that need to come home. Parts of us that are scared. Parts of us that are ashamed. Parts of us that are confused, that are angry, that are jealous or envious or lustful or greedy or slothful or gluttonous, whatever it might be. We all need to be healed. We all need to experience a homecoming, a communion, an intimacy with you, a greater friendship with you. And so tonight, Heavenly Father, I ask you to help all of us realize that you are seeking us, that you are seeking those lost parts of us, and that you are welcoming us home that you're going to meet us where we're at and that we don't have anything to be afraid of because you're not here to condemn us but to save us. And Jesus, you came. Father, you sent Jesus into the world because you so love the world. And you sent Jesus not to condemn the world but that the world might be saved through him that the world would be healed and reconciled with you through him and with him and in him through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we pray that your spirit would move here tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Renew our minds, especially after hearing this word, the gospel, the good news. And heal our hearts, heal our bodies. If we have broken hearts, if there are still parts of our hearts that are broken, we'll mend those hearts tonight. Be those broken parts of our hearts. Know that you delight in us, that you delight in them. That you are ready and willing to welcome all of us home and to celebrate with us to rejoice over us, to sing a song of redemption over us. Come Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. Renew in each and every one of us here the gift of our baptism that made us sons and daughters of God, that increased our dignity just for who we are because of what you, Lord, did for us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Increase in us that gift of divine adoption and a friendship with God. Increase our faith and our hope and our love. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Help us to feel in our hearts And in our bodies, how you feel about us. Help us to to know, to experience your delight in us, Heavenly Father. As we listen to these songs tonight, as we approach you in the blessed sacrament, Lord Jesus. Help us to experience the delight of the Father that he has for each and every one of us. I ask all this in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen.